Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hello and welcome back to the Tag Digital Squadcast with me, Steph, and I'm joined by Carolina today, growth manager at Tag Digital and head of growth, Nicola. So thanks guys for joining. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Carolina, this is your debut. It is my Yay. debut. It seems that I'm I'm doing a good job here of pulling members of the team to come chat to me. So I promise it's fun. Finally got me. Yeah, finally, finally I know. Me. Carolina was a difficult one, but <laughs> <laughs> literally asked her and she's just like yep straight away um okay so today we're going to chat a little bit more about digitex so finally we can kind of relax for a little bit but digitex i'd like to think was a success did yes. you guys enjoy yourselves definitely it was an intense experience at the time but it was a success overall so yeah it was very exciting yeah very intense but also a lot of fun i think um and yeah, I'm excited to just see what's, what's coming next now. Yeah, so this was Digitex New York. Um, as some of you'll know, we hosted an event in Dubai last March, so March 2022. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say 2020 because it was at Expo 2020. Oh gosh, quite the mouthful there, you see, tongue twister. Um, so yeah, today we're chatting a little bit about Digitex New York. So Carolina, this was also your debut Digitex Yes. event it was it was was it what you expected um it was but it wasn't it was much more i'd say um there's so many things that um i feel like i've experienced i couldn't even imagine that i had to go through um uh, no it was it was unreal <laughs> yeah i think i expected i expected a lot um of the stuff that came this time around because of doing dubai if you get what i mean yeah. like yeah. just yeah. all the the little things that you didn't think about maybe first time around this time i'd like to think we'd kind of almost perfected but there's still a lot of work to be done so always room for improvement yeah always there's always nothing ever runs fully smoothly does it so um so yeah so why why was it nicola i want to hear from you if you don't mind why was it that we did digitex to tell the audience from a growth perspective, the main reason we did Digitex is because we wanted to have a day to bring together event organisers in the US and also our clients within the US, bring them all together for one afternoon to educate, inspire, let them know about new innovations, bring the platforms together and really just give them an afternoon to kind of think outside their marketing box and show them like added value that we can give to them um, as their agency as well. So yeah, we've not been able to really get in front of the US clients now since 2019. So it was a really important opportunity to like put face back to names and things like that. I think as well, the US are really keen to see people face to face. And obviously because we're not based there just yet, it was really important for us to get across there and actually see people face to face. It's so nice to chat to people. Carolina, what would you say? Um, I think, well, obviously, agree with what Nikolai is saying there, but um, what I've uh, felt being at Digitex as well is that there were so many people 
there with different backgrounds, but they all obviously have the same interests within digital marketing. So I think just gather people with a similar interest, but with a lot of different backgrounds, so a lot of different knowledge um, and experiences. So, And also what well, event organisers themselves who might be listening are obviously aware of the difficulty of actually pulling together the content and really thinking specifically about what you want within your sessions. It's, I mean, the, the event that we did is obviously only it's from two o'clock till five o'clock, the content, five till six drinks. Um, but that's a very short amount of time. So it's really important that that content that we're jam-packing into that time is exactly what the audience want to see obviously there's always room for improvement there and it's great getting feedback from the attendees and things like that but um we can chat a little bit about the content um shortly so would you say that going forward there's a lot of room for improvement with digitex where, where is it going do you think what is the i mean Personally, I can see a full day of Digitex, break it up, the different sessions, maybe do something a bit more interactive, uh, get people engaged, get people talking, but also still have these sessions, whether it's a panel or um, a speaker session. Um, but yeah, I, I could see a full day, full day of Digitex in Sydney, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that. to be decided. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll chat a little bit more about the content. So we started off, the, the way the day was, we had from 2 till 6 p.m. And the first session we had was from Meta. So that was Dimitri. Dimitri's such a great guy. I loved so him. Nice. And his mum was there. I know. I know. Oh, she, was, she was filming the whole thing. It was very cute. Um, so his number one fan, clearly. Um, so Dimitri did a session on the great relationship reset and how this shapes the future of the internet. So what I found really interesting about Dimitri's session is he was talking a lot about how there's been such a change in relationships that we're, we're having with people. People don't want to be bombarded now with loads of content um, that's maybe not relevant to them, things like that. They really want that personalization and, and the, the engaging aspect of the content. So it's, it's really important that now we're building better connections and we're really changing the way that we're communicating with each other. Um, and he gave some really good examples of that, which obviously ties in with what they do at Meta. So the Metaverse is obviously really engaging, very, very engaging way of um, providing content. Um, and he also talked about interactive events. So I think his example was Glastonbury where it, it just, the, the example he showed, we've got the content we need to share with everyone, but it's just really interesting how it was, you were there and there was loads going on. It's yeah. quite hard to describe without having the example. I've got it in my mind right now, but there's just so much you can engage with. There's different activities you can do. Yeah. It was like building on how they're planning on making these in-person concerts online so obviously meta's main vision at the moment is all around the metaverse so it was around how they're currently trying to build these in-person events to make them like a virtual reality so they're doing it through small ai projects at the moment through different simulations when you're physically at the event to make it virtual for people that are not there as well but you're seeing the scale that they're about to get to at meta in terms of 
I wouldn't be surprised in five years' time if Glastonbury is also in the metaverse. So you can attend yeah. it in the metaverse as well. And it's the scale that they're going to to bring people that are connected all around the world in an easier way rather than having to travel there. Yeah. And and also he, he had the, was it called the Wendyverse? Yeah. Or, yeah. So Wendy's is obviously huge in the US um, and he had a really good, um, the, the Wendyverse was a really good example of such an engaging, um, engaging way of going about your day to day. I mean, it's so hard to explain without giving you a, a demo of this, yeah. this virtual reality, but it's kind of crazy what they can do, all this, these simulations and AI. So yeah, that was a really good session from, from Dimitri and definitely want to hear more from him in the future. Um, I think he enjoyed himself at the event too. Definitely. Lovely yeah. guy. Lovely guy. Yeah. So, okay. So the next session we had was from the Google panel. I believe. So yeah, we had um, Nadia, who's head of industry at Google. So she is the Oprah of their team. And she, um, she, she was great at moderating the conversation between Tiffany Miller, who's director of programmatic media at Google, Liz Rask, who was head of sales engineering, and Kelly Riley, who was a value consultant. So they had loads of interesting stuff to say. So Carolina, what did you take from, from the Google session? Um, from the Google session, I mean, I even thought it was quite nice to just get in to hear about these. Obviously, um, they have a lot of experience, these profiles within Google um, to hear about their preferences, you know, day to day life. I think they had a discussion like, where, where would you like to go skiing next? Yeah, their personal stories. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting and um, yeah, obviously not just professional chat it was also a bit more personal um yeah the session I sorry the session i probably should mention to everyone as well was called growth through experimentation personal stories through the lens of ad tech so yeah i think a lot of the audience were really interested in hearing how how those members of the google team had got to where they are and actually a couple of those members of the panel had been at google for a long long time and yeah. had a lot to say about ad tech their personal stories and and yeah just the content was excellent nicola what did you take from the google session i think the most impressive thing was just how impressive the four women were like having built their career through ad tech um like Steph just said, like Tiffany has been at Google now for 24 years, was one of, must have been one of the first couple hundred to be hired into Google. She said a funny story around when she got recruited for Google, she didn't know what it was and everyone was like, oh, what is this? And people were like, oh, it's like a search engine. Like you type something in and it comes up with a result. And she was like, oh, like Yahoo does that, but like it can't be much better than that. And apparently she like typed in a chapter of a book that she was reading and then it came up and then she was like wow this does work and you're just like I can't believe you've been at that stage of Google and here you are now like 24 years later it's like 24 crazy. years though in the grand scheme of things isn't a long no. time which is crazy yeah. that so much has changed and yeah. Google has really moved on very fast yeah and she's now director of programmatic so she loves everything around like awareness and like she was expressing how much she like loves display and like that's like what she wants that she's built her way through in terms of ad tech and 
there was just so many everyone was from different spaces and not everyone came through such a linear route of coming through the bottom people have gone through different aspects like Kelly's like her ambition is all around like building teams and motivations and is more around like the softer side of Google and the motivation whereas some of the other ones are more ad tech heavy so it just shows you the different routes that are available in ad tech and how much Google has expanded and it was a very interesting session to hear how they've all come from where they were to where they are now. And they've all got now as well you can see from their titles as well such different roles yeah and there's Mm -hmm. so much that you can obviously do within google i mean it's humongous isn't it um but they had yeah they had lots of good stuff to say and i'd love to just go out for dinner with each of them and just same hear more about their personal stories i think they could have talked for a lot longer than they did Mm -hmm. okay does anyone else have anything else to say about google at the moment or should we chat about TikTok? So Fahad was an excellent speaker. He had yeah. great presence on that stage. Um, so he's a, he's a very funny guy, wasn't he? Yeah. So Carolina, so the, the session, the TikTok session was what's next? Five predictions for 2023 from an app no one predicted in 2020. I love that title. Yeah, that's fun. So do I. And I think it's such a like good title to just describe his session as well. I mean, TikTok, it's they're huge now but just like the title saying no one predicted what they would have to come you know bring in 2020 and um, yeah Fad he started off just um, explaining and looking into um, consumers trust in advertising and how it's ever changing um, and the trust that we have in various information sources and he really pointed out um, the importance of reviews so People really trust what other people are saying about products, especially if it's their friends. And I think that ties in a lot with TikTok. I mean, we all seen it. You, you go on TikTok, you scroll, and uh, there's a review of, of a product, for example, and you're watching it. And then after you watch it, you realize, okay, this was actually an ad. I've just watched an ad, but I've quite actually enjoyed it. So I think that mm. kind of describes what he was um, trying to um, go through in this uh, session that um this uh discovertainment i think that's what the word he said so was that the word that he said he'd made up himself exactly <laughs> yeah um and i think he's actually coined that phrase as well so fyi <laughs> no but i think we we just understanding what we want to see and that it's um content we want to par- be part of a community something that he spoke about as well how the entertainment based community have so many more pros than for example just a social media or entertainment media i mean for example entertainment uh, based communities they are inspirational entertaining they're good for discovery um you don't need to sit on a couch <laughs> to watch it you can swipe yeah. wherever you are compared to obviously your more traditional ways of tv or even just social media um it's not really that entertaining like um uh, the, the the entertainment based community so um, i think that's that was really interesting and um um, well, the five predictions that he went through, where were they? Um, I think he started off saying, so first of all, um, brand trust will start being measured by content and by the medium. So just like we were saying there. So where are your, where is your audience? Um, and uh, the next one was content-based retargeting, which be, will be much more of a thing. 
Um, he then moved on pushing for the fact that creators now actually can realise how much power they have um, and uh, how much um, they can actually affect uh, the, the market and the future of advertising uh, and marketing. Um, um, he also pointed out that we will see a lot of new social media apps coming and going um, making a lot of cash but also crashing um, I mean I think the main one right now is Be Real yeah I was going to say do you guys use Be Real I have not migrated not? on to Be Real yeah. yet I also haven't actually but I'm quite tempted to be honest I understand it but I definitely think in six months time it will not exist it's yeah. definitely do one you? of those yeah it's I, one of those fast ones yeah. that will come in it will go straight back out it's similar to ones that came in during lockdown like the appeal will disappear quite quickly. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to think what else they can add to it to really keep people. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. It's like because there's only one way to interact. I understand like it's simplicity, but sometimes simplicity works at the start and then it gets a bit boring. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you have to build like, on that. Yeah, yes. so I think they will. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not here in six months. I know, unless they make something major that we can't predict right now. There you go. We might be all tied into it. Yeah, interesting. But then Snapchat, it reminds me a little bit of Snapchat. So that mm-hmm. came around, was a massive thing and then really died out and then it's it's back. It's back amongst like Gen Z still use it. Okay. They use Snapchat to like text, like to communicate with Secrets. each other that way. <laughs> yeah, so obviously they like the fact that it disappears. So it's like some form of like privacy, but... I think it will come back and forth. That's the thing with social media. Like, you see it make its way through the different generations until it, like, then phases out. So it, like, skips mm-hmm. from generation to generation and then it's, like, gone. So Snapchat will um, mm-hmm. definitely be gone. Um, also, it's funny, it's funny that TikTok have mentioned about these platforms yeah. that they're going to come and go. Exactly. I like their confidence there that they're going to really still Stay. be at the top. Yeah. Because they were one of those apps, we all used it throughout, you know, obviously lockdown and I mean, here we are though, we're all tied into it mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of the I think platforms. I think to start with, when it first came out and it was kind of, was a lot of dancing videos and whatnot, it really wasn't my scene. Yeah. But now, I mean, I actually haven't got it downloaded on my phone, but now I I can watch videos about cooking and yeah and you can use it to search that's what people are saying it's like especially for the younger generations it's becoming more of a search tool than google is and i think google's starting to realize that which is why they're thinking how do we incorporate video content like into the search um, element of google because people are going on now to look for like you said recipes Mm. travel is a big one type in a location you get all these recommendations that are from real people rather than like yeah. websites and things like people want their content from people and that's where I think Google will need to step up to change because if they don't then they're going to miss out in this generation that's about to come in and they're going to see their traffic dip. Yeah, I think people are maybe getting a little bit more lazy. Is that fair to say? 100%. Yeah, but I'm maybe thinking about myself in terms of searching for things now. All I want is a video and I just want to see how you do it on the video. Even though I know, I'm thinking about recipes here, <laughs> even though it, that the recipe, if I scroll down, I can read it all. But 
Yeah, but you don't want to read. You no. want someone to show you how to do it. But I'm getting to the point now when I'll play a TikTok and because I, I can't pause it. Can I? You can, you can. pause it. Right, yeah. okay. Well, I've missed a trick here. I'm, I'm having it play on repeat and all I can hear so is just... just I'm like, okay, now I need to get back to the garlic bit. How Are much garlic do I need? watching the TikTok? Yes, That's and it's amazing. playing... The music's playing on repeat. Fortunately, the loop like worked quite well. I wasn't like... I don't know, they, the they did it really well. They're also short, so it doesn't matter that it's on this loop. No, so, so I was just like, oh God, I've got to a catch. That. I've got to catch when the sun-dried tomatoes are going in. <laughs> so but, it's a I challenge. Get, yeah, but I guess another thing that I've noticed, because I am actually uh, one of those people who go on TikTok now to search for things. Like, nice. I want to buy a new pair of shoes. I go on TikTok. Yeah, I go on TikTok straight away. I don't really? go to Google. Yep, I go to TikTok to look at reviews. Showing your youth. Yeah, I know, yeah. exactly. I do, but it's so easy as well. I click on one video, okay, that wasn't great. I'll just swipe down. Okay, that was quite good. I'll swipe again. Easy. It's so much easier. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Yeah, exactly. For TikTok, it's like, I would say it's one of the biggest platforms for reviews now. Yeah. Like, you go onto TikTok to get reviews, and like, it's about your time. Obviously, consumer marketing is starting to realize that, but other industries really need to realize that as well that if they want to their best place to put the reviews right now is on tiktok yep interesting entertaining as well i mean they use profiles that make it fun they have music they may maybe you like do the review in a creative way so you actually get inspired and entertained but you also do end up I think that's something that you, Fad mentioned as well. Um, the impulsiveness of purchases have gone up as well, which I can totally see. You know, you go on TikTok, you see something. Okay, that's quite nice. Oh, you click and click the link. You go to the website. Oh, that's that's a purchase. I mean, just like that. Just yeah. like that. <laughs> um, from a TikTok to to a delivery the next day. You Literally. know. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, and. Uh, Another thing I do really want to just point out, if I had mentioned the final um, point, is that he said that B2C really need to start focus on targeting and marketing to customers in a similar way that B2B marketing has been doing for the past couple of years. Uh, Much more targeted, much more structured, build more strategies. Um, Don't presume that it's easy because to to target these people just need to go into a bit more depth to actually um, find your audience and make sure that the content that you create and the ads are not disruptive. Yeah, and I think that ties in nicely with what Dimitri was saying actually at the start as well um, in terms of engaging content and moving away from bombarding people with probably stuff they're not interested in. It really, really now because of the way things have changed and um, people are really wanting to build those better connections. They're not interested in these being bombarded by all this stuff, which maybe isn't personalized exactly to them. Um, Okay, so moving on now to the most important session, (laughs) Nicola's session, the headline, um, event marketing playbook for 2023. I think that was the older name for the title that wasn't the title of my session well (laughs) that's quite a good title for something (laughs) nicola do you want to tell me what your title was called (laughs) (laughs) digital innovations for event marketing that's better oh that's way better Hmm. (laughs) 
So yes, do you want to give us an overview of what your session was about, Nicola? I think you're the person who's best placed for that. Yes, fine. Um, so yeah, so my session deep dived into, firstly, we kind of touched upon benchmarks in the industry to understand what's good. We pulled some stats from our new benchmarking report, which is was a wee exclusive insight into this benchmarking report that we have for 2022, which analyzes all this data to understand what's good within your industry. So objective breakdown, such as like visitor registration, CPA, um, compared to exhibitor registration, CPA. Industry breakdown, all the different industry sectors, what you can expect per CPA. So really good insights if you're wanting to understand how do your campaigns compare with those within the industry and also with competitors across different industries. So we touched upon that first and then we deep dived into innovations that we think are worth implementing for the rest of this year and more focus into 2023, touching upon things like Performance Max on Google, the importance of programmatic advertising. There's some new innovations coming out on LinkedIn, such as like document ads, all of the details in my session. So you can deep dive into it. The document ads was one that uh, a few people picked up on that I think they didn't know much about. Yeah. Do you want to give a little bit of info on what those are? Yeah, so it's a really new innovation that's come out from LinkedIn and it now allows you to upload a document directly onto your LinkedIn like ad background so you can promote an ad where people, your users can see this ad and they can download the document directly from the ad. So it now takes out that need of having to have a landing page with the document on it that you need to click through and then download it keeps users onto the platform and it also means you can gate it so you can put like a lead gen form on front of it so you can capture lead gen um, data in a much more effective way and people can go on and it gives you like a sample view so you can see what the first three pages of the document look like and then it allows you to download it directly from LinkedIn so it means you don't need to leave the app which is particularly good if you're on it on your phone and um, so yeah really something smart that will work really well for our industry in terms of when we're targeting for exhibitors and also just content marketing and pushing out like white papers, postal reports, really good innovation that we're excited to try across all of our campaigns. Yeah, cool. And something else actually that you mentioned that I know was a big one was connected TV. That's something that I think a lot of people really don't know much about. And as soon as they see that, you can see their faces light up. Yeah. It's a good one. The quote is, the oldest screen in the house is now the newest one. See, I like that. Yeah. That's stuck Amazing. in my mind. Yeah. I know. Do you want to give a bit of an overview on that as well, what Connected TV is for anyone who's not aware? Yeah, so Connected TV is a new like ad set that you can now do on programmatic advertising. So it allows you to run ads on any device that's connected to the internet. So um you can push ads across different platforms and portfolios such as like CNN, Sky News and it now allows you instead of like the traditional methods of TV marketing where you'd book an ad time and your ad would go out like during that time it's obviously very expensive you also have no guarantee who's watching TV at that time compared to with connected TV you can set it up with targeting behind it and it runs in a much more smart way so I don't know if anyone's noticed but netflix is bringing out a cheaper version of netflix oh really which will oh, have wow. ads on it now so they released oh. that there's now like a 4.99 a month version of netflix that's coming out which is obviously a cheaper version 
but will now have ads. That's so like Spotify. It's oh, now yeah. a huge, like Spotify. Yeah, yeah, huge revolution that Netflix are now putting ads on. So thank you. I think people are going to be willing to pay that little bit extra. It depends. I know we're cost in. Of living. Yeah, cost yeah, of living. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, 100%. True. Mm-hmm. Even though we work in this industry, I just, when I'm watching Netflix. I know, I think because you're used to it now with no ads, but I'd be interested to see what the ads look like, like where they're putting them in place. If it's just like at the start, like mm-hmm. Prime do, if you notice Prime will mm-hmm. put ads before it something starts or if they're going to do it like traditional tv and break up episodes with ads i'd be interested to see yeah and i wonder whether you'll be able to skip them and do all the things that you can do on youtube exactly bumper ads and all that yeah yeah interesting oh that's yeah i did not know that cool so as long as you don't want to talk any more about your session nicola we could talk all day we can share um nicola's content with anyone who's interested just get in touch um what would you say your low light for digitex in general was carolina i'm starting with you Uh, my low light i mean i honestly think the rain yeah yeah i mean i know we're from scotland glasgow we should be used to it but it was pouring down and i got soaked but yeah, I guess. That's my low light. Yeah. Okay. Nicola, what was your low light? Uh, the low light was probably similar to yours, Steph, so I don't want to steal yours, but it was probably like the setup being intact at the last second. Mm-hmm. We had our final box of stash arrive about two minutes before we were about to start. Yeah. So maybe that bit of panic was the low light. Yeah, I actually had to start tidying away the mess from the branding. The I, I don't know what had happened. The installer had come slightly later than we had anticipated. Obviously, there has to be some kind of stress. Otherwise, yeah. it's, not an, it's not a real event, is it? So, yeah, that was quite stressful. I mean, I'm um, doing that really up until the last minute. Um, okay, highlight. Carolina. My highlight, I think definitely was um networking and chatting to people post the session doing interviews with yeah you uh, became a pro yeah, i didn't know but i did um, <laughs> she's so got a new job she's off thrown right into it but i love that um yeah bbc next no but i really enjoyed um and hearing what people thought obviously we put so much hard work behind this so it's really nice when people actually pick up the things that we know we've focused on and that what we want people to bring from the session uh, or the event when people actually mention that when you just ask them i tried i i really enjoy that cool nicola what's your highlight mine was just having a strong group of people at the event that turned up to come and spend the day with us and it was really nice to see clients face to face i think we've all been speaking to them online for too long so having people there and it's a strong group of people that were really engaged in the sessions I think was my highlight yeah okay my highlight my highlight has to be the fact that all seats were full to be honest Mm -hmm. that's obviously when organizing event as you all probably know yep it was a bit of a stress on the day whether we were going to have anyone turn up so it was great and I really really wanted it to be full so that everyone could truly enjoy all their content yeah so yeah i'm very much looking forward to what's next um so i'm gonna ask you what's next carolina what do you reckon's next for digitex what is next for digitex 
my prediction <laughs> your prediction my prediction is just like i said earlier i want a full day minimum of digitex i want interactive sessions and in sydney I think Love it would be really interesting to just try maybe a new location, see where mm-hmm. we can go, whether it's Sydney, London, you know, Singapore. I'm easy. I just um <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's bums on seats, uh, no, brilliant. If, I think more time. Um, I think that's something um, the attendees would appreciate as well. I hope. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's my cool. prediction. Okay, Nicola, what would you do differently next time? I would give us more time. I think. Oh, I know every down time. The rabbit hole that we tell our clients not to fall into a lot um, around not having enough time. And I think we've learned it the hard way probably twice now that you actually need like a full year to plan these types of events. And I think we've been cutting them down too short. We think six months is enough time and it's not enough time because it disappears very quickly. So we're learning that we're planning a year ahead and event organizers should do the same. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Well, I could talk forever about Digitex because I feel like it's our baby. So um, we've had such a fun time and we hope that everyone who came and joined us had a good time too, enjoyed all the content and there's lots more good stuff to come. So thanks guys for sharing your wisdom and sharing insights into the day last month. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.